expected the Rocky Mountains to be a little rockier than this. I was thinking the same thing. That John Denver's full of shit, man. The Lifers Podcast with Scott Lucas, Gabe Rodriguez, and Ben Reiser. And now, here's Scott, Gabe, and Ben. Hold the mic, Gabe. Look at you. Yes, I have to hold it because the table that I have sitting here with my desk is just a little table, but it works. And the stand for my mic is bigger than the table, but that's okay. Yeah. We, at least we sound good. You sound good. You sound a lot Speak better for than you yourself. did last week. <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> so well, we are on our way to Denver. Uh, yeah, you got a long drive over the two days, right? Yeah. It's like it's 10 a, hours a day or something. It's a doozy. It's a two-day, three-day drive? Two-day drive. Is your show tomorrow night? No, the show is on Friday, so oh, okay. we can we can drive some of that day, which is what we're going to do. Um, and then, so this will air on Friday, and tonight we're in Denver, uh, and we've got the cassettes, right? The the mixtape came out today, officially. Correct? I have my copies, and we haven't put them online yet, but we we figured some way to do it so that everybody has a chance. I didn't open them. I didn't want to unravel, unwrap the case, but uh, the outside uh, and the inside of the case looks good. You know, the, the part you can see. Well, why don't you just open one? That would be yours. You're going to uh, hold on to one, right? Or you, don't you do that anymore? You don't give two fucks? No, I, I like to keep uh, something for myself, but it uh, there's a couple different variations. I don't know which one's the, the smallest one, uh, but uh, I will open it up eventually. Maybe I'll open it right now while we're talking. There we go. He's going to open up a tape with one hand. Ooh, that looks nice. Oh, that looks great. I want one of those. God damn. Yeah, good thing I I hope you have some at the Metro. I need three hands here. One to hold the mic and one to open it up. Go ahead. What? What? What do you think? He's going to. It's going to be hard to hold the mic and cut open that. I I don't know. I think he's doing it, actually, though. We'll see. You got skills. This is good radio. And again, the Florida guy is dressed like he's in Alaska right now. Uh the air conditioning is going to start blowing cold, real cold. So, I, I, <laughs> Scott, so you sound like you've been letting it all hang out on stage, man. You sound hoarse. Yeah, I sure have. Um, I had a really hard time in Portland. Um, started to get it back again last night. But so far, Portland was the one show that I would say that uh, I had a hard time with on this tour, which is, considering we've been out for three years, um, I think it's pretty good. Uh, so with two days off, I, I think it should be back to where it kind of needs to be. I don't, Ben, I don't really mind when it's hoarse. I actually kind of prefer it because I have a real, what is that called? Adenoidal? Is is, is that what that's called? Is I, that I, 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 why I are, we, of, why are you uh, shining a flashlight in our eyes? 
I'm, like, I'm looking at the cassette insert. Oh, okay. It's pretty sharp. It's got some right, liner notes. Get, hey, Grandpa, do you need a magnifying glass over there? You got your you know, spectacles? What's going on? It's, it's dark. It's dark down here. You can't tell the difference. But, you know, the little cow with the shot glass, that's pretty cool inside. You know, the thank you, we love you, that kind of stuff. Yeah. And uh, song titles and the little GMP logo next to the Brutal Panda. I like that. So, yeah. We'll have some online soon. That's it? That's the... Uh... We waited for that. Well, how'd you pick which color to open? You you opened a blue one. I just picked one of the first one that was there. When doves cry, we we can talk about the songs, right? Yeah, it comes out today. Cool. Uh, Strangers is that a Kink song? That's a Kink song. Yeah. Ray Davies. Actually, it's a Dave Davies song. I didn't know there were two Davies. There is. They are brothers. Dave Davies. They're the original Warring Brothers. The original Gallagher's. Really? I never knew that. Going Scott, do you know chewing? that Dave Davies song, Hold My Hand? By mm. Hootie and the Bluefish covered it? No. No, I don't. No, the Liquor Giants covered it, which is the only reason I know it. But it's a good one. And I'm not sure if it's a kink song or just like a Dave Davies solo album. Then you got Brandy. You're a fine girl. Mm-hmm. Here Comes the Rain Again. That's right. Big Log, which is one of my favorites on the record. To tell you yeah, the truth. I like Big Log. I, I love the way yeah. that came out. Just uh, it kind of has a different vibe than the original, so that's why I like it. Yes. Well, part of the thing about the original is it's so perfect, and you can't outdo Robert Plant, and you can't outdo the guitar player Robbie Blunt. So it just kind of had to go the other way, right? You know. So I didn't even try to play that guitar part. I learned it, but I wasn't going to play it better, so we just. Did it on piano? No, I like the extra effects that you put on there, too, the, to blend the songs. Between Here Comes the Rain to, and Big Log, it's kind of like a segue. Oh, right, right, right. Well, I don't know if that segue is on the cassette. Ah, uh, really? Because it splits... Each, each, each format is slightly different. So, uh, so yeah. Okay, I don't want to spill the beans No wonder here. the people I see online are, are like, I, I, I got... Eight out of nine of these things, I need to get the one. I need to trade you for the one other color or the one other format. There's there's some super collectors that'll want every variation, yeah. but every every variant they call them. Yes, the, like the variant, the Delta variant. I don't want that. <laughs> no, uh, no, we're trying not to get that. Some out people here. out there sure seem like they do. Okay, um, should should got more, more tracks. Gabe, Gabe's not done. No, no, no. We got Hackensack. We'll run down. Hackensack, and I realized that Katy Perry did a version of that, and. Uh, she did? Oh, yeah. 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 It's not bad. But what she does is she sings the chorus lower. That's that's sort of her twist on her, her version, right? Hmm. She doesn't do the falsetto. She goes down. Okay. Yeah. I thought her whole thing was falsetto or, or close to it. I don't She's know if that's her that. thing. But, uh, um, then we got the Ugly Sunday. Mark, yes, Mark Lanigan. which came out really, really well. I wanted to bust out Ugly Sunday last night, but instead we busted out uh, Touch Me, I'm Sick in Seattle. Yeah. We pay, it. played a pizza place, Gabe. Hold on. Have you ever played, played a pizza place in Seattle? How did it go? I mean, Was the pizza worth it? I, 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 I should quit. I should quit right now. The pizza, this is going to surprise you, and they were doing a great business, uh, they, they do a brisk business over there at this pizza place, but they ran out of pizza dough, so they had a good night. 
I don't know if that happens every night. Wow. We sold out. We helped them sell out pizza, which very proud of. So the, um, but the pizza was deep dish, and it kind of had a pizza house really? vibe going. Just slightly. So, But, uh, yeah, you would have been impressed. 2020, you play a drive-in. 2021, you play a pizza place. That's the pinnacle of your career, you're saying. Yes, I'm saying it's over. So, As if it wasn't over before, it's definitely over now. My, the pinnacle of my but, career was when we did the bowling alley in Ranch at Ranch Bowl in Omaha. Remember that? I do remember that. Do you remember me getting uh, uh, mugged? Oh, wow. I forgot about that. <laughs> in Omaha? Yeah. That made a little news. Break yourself, fool. <laughs> Is that what you said? It made the news. Well, it, it, it was a press release somewhere along the way. It was, it was out there. <laughs> oh, really? I don't was remember it? that. Maybe it wasn't. I forgot no. about it. You could have said, no, you could have went your no, home. No, I, the mugging in Russia made the news, but I don't think the mugging in Omaha made the news. Well, that was when things were a lot smaller, so people might not have been listening as hard. But I'm just saying, I remember it like it was news. Maybe it was. It was. It was news. And the last track um, so on the record. What else you what's got? What's the last track on the record? I can't see it. You got Ugly oh, Sunday. Dreaming. Dreaming. Which is really good. I mean, I like that version. Oh, thanks. Even though Thank Ryan you. doesn't play on it. Well, there is a version that Ryan plays on. And so maybe one day we'll mix it and finish it and, and um, put it out. Your quarantine version of Dreaming is one of my favorite things ever. It's so beautiful. Oh, thank you. Okay, well, that's the, run, that's the rundown of tracks for the mixtape. Mix quarantine tape three, whatever you want to call it. Available at GMP now. Uh, these will be gone in a second, but I'll announce when they're going to go on sale, so everybody has a chance to go at the same time. Unlike the brutal panda guys, which is it's fine. They just put it out there and said <laughs> buy it now, and all of a sudden the colors went, and the real collectors didn't get a chance. But that's okay. Ooh, throwing some shade at brutal panda, huh? No, no, no. They just have their way of doing things, and I have my way. <laughs> you do have your way, Gabe. So. Vinyl is still a little bit away, right? <laughs> yeah, we're, we're thinking, I don't know the last time somebody said anything. They were thinking November, but who knows? Who knows when the vinyl will make it? The CDs uh, might make it soon, too. We're going to be oh, a few days right. late. We're going to be a few days late on the CDs. Why? Start why, why, why did that happen? Uh, we had some artwork changes at the last minute. We had to add the UPC symbol and... Then they said it's going to be another week, so they told me to, uh, as of the 8th of October, it'll probably be one more week before we get them. So it's just going to be a slow drip. There'll be many release days for the awesome quarantine mixtape number three. But the digital is out now as well. People should be able to hear it wherever they they can can stream. No, no, no. Oh, as on of Friday. the 8th. Yes, Friday as when of they today. Listen. Right, right, exactly. I was like, what the fuck? You psyched yourself out there, Scott. Did a little bit. I can hear Ben crunching the whatchamacallit. I'm eating a it. Is it a whatchamacallit? Yeah. What are the chances? <laughs> and then for later on, I got, somebody gave me this. Look at this big fucking thing. That's a monster Kit Kat. Yeah. Is it a little late for you to be eating sweets? I've ben? been podcasting all that. I haven't eaten. You're going to get a tummy ache. That's fine. I've had worse. Gabe, would you like to look at the pizza? Oh, you have it? From the other day? Mm-hmm. What do you got? It was yesterday. Oh, the leftovers. Well, we really? You leftovers. brought pizza from Seattle all the way to where? Where are Not you now? Right overs. <laughs> I 
What, you never have leftovers when you get pizza game? Not when I'm driving on the cross country. Excuse me? Not when I'm driving from Seattle to Denver. Oh. Look at that. Hold on. Shit. Ooh. Yeah, wow. Wow. What's on that oh, what's deep. on that pizza? That's some deep dish. That's Is that a pineapple? Dish. Looks burnt. Um, <laughs> it's got the caramelized crust. Oh. It's kind of Pequodsy, I guess. It's getting it's getting there. It's catching on. Mm-hmm. You don't want to listen to me eat this pizza? It's not the most appealing sound in the world is listening to people eat pizza. What's the matter with it? <laughs> hey, everybody. It's Matt Garcia. What's up, Scott Lucas? Haven't How you doing? I've, it? Yeah, it's been a while, huh? First podcast. N- never done anything like this. Nice. It's, it's Matt Garcia, everybody. He's uh, Local H's old bass player. Well... Our only bass player, really, honestly. You didn't um, have another one for a minute? After oh. you? No. No, no, no. I, it, it was like, I was like, what do we do now? I mean, because, I mean, nobody else, like, we tried a couple of people, but nobody else fit. You know, everybody had mullets and, you know, wanted to play Bad Company. So. You don't remember any of those people personally, Scott? I do. Oh, yeah? Like who? Chris Ream. Do you remember oh, Chris remember Ream? Chris, yeah. Matt, do you remember Chris Ream? Did we go to high school with him? Yeah, we went to high school with him, and he 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 auditioned. Wow! Didn't, didn't last did, very long in the audition. I didn't know he played bass. I don't think we did either. Didn't go well. <laughs> <laughs> did he sound good, or did he at least sound good? Um, <clears throat> I don't know. It just it just wasn't a fit. There was just no. It wasn't his fault or anything like that. It was just didn't work out. I thought that was I it? saw a video of you guys though playing with the guy. It, it was really just uh, it was disjointed. What I saw, it was on a, with Chris Carr, a show with Chris Carr. Oh, and he sounded that? like he didn't sound like he knew what he was doing. Or <laughs> oh boy, I don't mean to bust on him. He just didn't. It didn't. It didn't mix. Like there was. It sounded yeah. very disconnected. What the fuck was going on with that? That Gabe? was a house. That was a house bass player. And for some reason, the idea was let's you guys jam with the house bass player, and he just got up there, and you guys played down twisted. I don't know if you remember. Yeah, it, he actually I think tried was, to jam along. It was a pilot for a, a a show that Chris Carr was trying to get going, right? Yeah, that made it its way to the to the YouTube's. Yeah, it sure did. <laughs> do you guys is what? How do you describe Matt? Is he like the Pete Best of Local H? Um, if if you wanted to do that, maybe sure. Sure, but but Matt, first thing is first, okay? Do you agree with Gabe that the new maiden is the event of the century? It's pretty close, man. <laughs> yeah, that that record is amazing. I don't have song? a favorite song yet. I don't. Okay, <laughs> I have a favorite side. Like I, yeah, I bought two. the vinyl and I bought the CD. Oh, then side and three. And I've been playing the second disc nonstop. I just put it in and I play it and I let it go. And when it's done, I just press play again. So I think the second part of the record or the CD set is better than the first part. Yes, I agree. So there's two CDs? Yes, it's two CDs. And how many vinyl? Three vinyl? Three. It's three, yeah. It's just kind of a pain in the ass. You know, you put it on, you sit down, you get comfortable, then you got to get up and change it again. I I have nothing against records. I love records. Yeah. But... You know, you're limited to what, like 20 minutes approximately. 
they're really song. not they're really not LPs anymore. They're not long players anymore, are they? No, no. <laughs> it's so weird. Like two songs, you know. <laughs> All right. Well, who's better than? Now I was thinking about this. Who's better, Metallica or Maiden? Maiden. Come on. Now, now, think about it. Is Maiden's best record better than Metallica's best record? He looks like he's thought about it, Scott. I'm not sure it is. And Gabe, please get get into this. But I mean, have you thought about that? I mean, who has the better record? Think about what's what's the best Maiden record. Oh man! See, that's the problem. You can't pick one to say this is definitely the best album. You don't think Power Slave is the best Maiden record? In my my mind, Power Slave is my favorite, but I don't know if it's the best. So, what's your favorite Metallica record? Mine. Well, both of you, yeah. Ride the Lightning, 100%. Ride the Lightning. Ride the Lightning. So what's your favorite Maiden record? Man, I don't know. It could be Number of the Beast. I mean, it, it kind of depends on Is the Ride day. the Lightning better than Number of the Beast? Mm. See, that's where I'm starting. Ride the Lightning here. was different for the time. No, because Master of Puppets is my favorite Metallica record, and Power Slave is possibly my favorite Iron Maiden record. Uh-huh. But if I put Power Slave up against Master of Puppets, Master of Puppets wins no contest. So who's better? That's that's just saying their best is better than their best. That's only that's one what, metric, that's Scott. That's only pick one your, metric. Pick your four best. You yeah. can't even pick the four best Metallica albums, you know, according to Matt. Sure you can. No, you the can't. first four. First, <laughs> uh, uh, actually, the second and the third. <laughs> you don't put their collaboration Lou Reed in the top four of Metallica? <laughs> Who's that? Well, that's a pretty radical record, too. You know, I mean, it's, you know, they, they, they've they taken chances. I don't know, but, uh, you know, who else helped write Kill 'em All was Dave Mustaine. So you have that when you think about the first Metallica record, Dave Mustaine had a big part in those songs. Yeah, but you know, but Ride the Lightning is is a huge leap forward. Is it? Yeah, I, I mean, I guess it is. Now that I think about it, it's. Uh, I don't know. When I think of Ride the Lightning, I think about how badass it opens. Oh yeah. And how strong it finishes. You yeah. know, Call of Cthulhu, Cthulhu, depending on who you talk to. Yeah, that Master you know. of Puppets is a hell of a one-two punch. But let's talk about you, Matt. <laughs> so we've all me you and gabe we've all known each other since high school or junior high I'll, i met you back. in shortly after my dad died so 1982 okay. i met 82 oh yeah cow, you guys are old <laughs> yeah <laughs> i met you at central junior high yes so it was junior high yeah but we didn't really hang out we just knew each other I think through other people. I knew you through Russ and um, Jerry. Those are the people who I knew you through. Right. And then we didn't really start hanging out until later in high school. Yeah. But And then we started a band with Jerry, uh, Rude Awakening. Yeah. Well, that was after you guys disbanded the Family Cruisers. Family Cruisers. Well, you were almost going to join the Family Cruisers, right? I I, I sat in for a couple practices. 
we didn't have a bass player. Practices, you know? Yeah. Yeah, we guys didn't have a bass player. We didn't have a bass player. So that, that shit goes back all the way to the Family Cruisers, uh, this punk band that I was in. Um, and then Matt, I think Jerry brought you in and you wanted to join the Family Cruisers, but it was falling apart by, by that point. Yes. So Jerry and I wanted to start a serious rock band. And <laughs> so then we started Rude Awakening. Rude Awakening. Remember the alarm clock? The little alarm clock with the XIs? That's uh that was our little logo. I yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Now I do. It's starting to hit me. That was on a brown jacket that made its way around. I remember that jacket. Like I think it was Andromeda's and then it was Jerry's and it was mine <laughs> and then it went to somebody else. Yeah. But somebody did a duct tape, like not duct tape, but electrician's tape. They put DI. Remember that band, DI? Yes, because I, I was because I was like it had a DI vibe to it. I remember that. Yeah, yeah. it had the the DI logo on the back with duct, uh, electrician's tape, <laughs> and somehow it never came off. Like as long as I had that jacket, didn't it didn't come off? Right. But there was a rude awakening sticker on the sleeve, uh-huh. paper sticker <laughs> that I drew with a sharpie. And, and you were making the stickers and everything like that. Yeah. And then we played the, uh, the talent show. And I remember that talent show. Oh, yeah. Uh, we played cocaine. <laughs> and we played uh, assorted candy. Uh, and the microphone was, was not, it wasn't grounded. And it was in the gym. So I kept getting shocked by that microphone. Like, and I mean, it was a hard shock. I mean, I hate... There's nothing that pisses me off more than getting shocked by an ungrounded mic. But that was my first experience with that. And it would just, like, knock my face back. I remember Russ got on it later on, Russ Spice, our friend. Mm-hmm. And he was playing, and he got shocked. He's like, what the fuck is with this microphone? And he's, like, you know, fucking cussing and doing it. Wasn't it him and Freddie? They didn't have a bass player either. Uh, they didn't Freddie have a bass player. Mercado. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it was Fred. Yeah. He went out there and thrashed it up. People didn't like them, too. I remember that. People were kind of rude to them. Uh, for some yeah. reason, they loved us. Everybody was... I think it was just because we looked crazy or whatever. I had that mohawk, mm-hmm. the uh, red and black explorer copy base, you know. We all had uh, excellent hair back then. I mean, it was... Did. I see that picture. I'm like, fuck. Look at those <laughs> looks. But yeah. but yeah, we playing cocaine at a high school was, I don't know how we got away with that. Yeah, nobody stopped us. Yeah, we just did it. <laughs> yeah, and then I remember walking down the the hallway and like, people were singing, uh, assorted candy, and that was probably <laughs> the first time I was like, oh yeah, like you know, got that like taste of people recognizing your song. We're a band. Yeah, we're a real band. Fucking songs a hit, man. <laughs> yeah and so, then after that we did the um we did one more show didn't we? the band shell well we zion did a few shows show. but yeah that band shell at zion do you remember any of this gabe uh <laughs> did you play horizon or did you play pierce there was a there was one show i think i saw you guys play at both. oh shit we played play both, both. Yeah. that might have been a both yeah it was in the cafeteria yeah. at Horizon. I think I was there. There was people that brought flowers, I remember. People oh. brought flowers? Weird. Yeah. But, but that was starting, to, by that point, that was starting to turn into something else. 
Oh, that's right. Right. Rude Awakening started as this three-piece band, and then it morphed into this other thing that put out that Big Emotions tape. <laughs> right? So yeah, there were two, two different Rude Awakenings. And then, like, the Big Emotions Rude Awakening was this big, you know, overblown water boys type of idea that I had about music. But when it was just me and Jerry and Matt, it was, it was a bit leaner, you know, a, 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 a bit more, I don't know. What, what was the idea? We wanted to play leather jacket rock. Yeah, that was it. Yeah. <laughs> but not like ACDC rock. It was more un, like, I wanted it to be more underground than it even was, you know, right. more punk, more like kind of crossovery. But um, admittedly, I wasn't super skilled as a bass player at that point. So, you know, I could play Slayer songs or whatever. Like, right. I could remember how to do that stuff, yeah. but like writing it was never like that was never going to happen at that point. <laughs> you know, as a seventeen-year-old. Well, there was that song "World in Numbers," and I think that. Uh, that song was probably us at our most successful, like where everyone was playing something different. Um, it was almost like police or gang of four, you know, like everyone's playing their own part. And that's something that we did later with local H like uh, stuff like Ralph. And that, that's User part of too. the hmm? user. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. And I was really into that. And I think when you left, one of the things that, uh, I, I kind of, regret and I had to give up was was that you know I once I had to start covering the bass parts I couldn't have these songs that had you know these different parts and playing off of each other because there'd be no way to recreate it live yeah. um but that was really interesting to me what we were doing that, that well that song specifically actually at the show a couple nights ago you were I uh, Forgive me that I don't know the names of all the songs, but um, it was in the middle of the show, you were playing something, and then you did these harmonics. And I was like, wait a minute. That sounds like World of Numbers right there. Oh. And <laughs> it was, I play, it was El Burrito. I played El Burrito for you. Okay. Remember World of Numbers would start with El Burrito? Yes. Like, but ding, 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 ding. <laughs> But I heard it and it didn't register until like a while after. And I was like, wait a minute, I know that. <laughs> and then your friend, like you can hear him on the recording. He's like, did you hear him play El Burrito? He played El Burrito. And I was like, I, I don't know. I, I don't know, man. You know. Um, yeah. You're like, why, why are you talking to me about burritos? What the fuck? Get well, out I didn't know who he was even. <laughs> so I was like, well, okay, I, you, you know who I am. I don't know who you are. Yeah, we were uh, hanging out at, at his at Mike Willison's house the night before, and he had, you know, this classical guitar, and I just started playing El Burrito. And, <laughs> and I was like, oh, I'm going to fucking play this tomorrow. Yeah, well, it clicked. It took a few minutes, but it clicked, and I was like, wait, no. <laughs> then I was year, like, I just imagined that. What year would this song have been written? Like, 87? Yeah. 87. I have it downstairs. I have the tape. I have a tape. A tape? I I, Is that I digitized? 
no, I, I'm, I'm afraid to, to, to mess with it because it's so old. It's a star tape too. So, I mean, that's like a piece of shit tape from yeah. maybe Woolworth, you know, like the 25 <laughs> cent cassette from Woolworth. Um, but I think it's a practice or it's the band show. So I don't know what, which one it is. Well, you were always recording. I mean, always. and, and yeah. you're still doing that. Yeah. It's, it's when did a, you get into that? Uh, recording live shows it just, about yeah, like two, yeah well i don't know i always as soon as i got a tape recorder when i was a kid i started doing that like recording things but um <clears throat> i got this digital one in i want to say like 2013 mm. and i just started taking it around with me and recording you know whatever noise or um you know bands I, I, I try not to get caught with it because some bands don't want you recording their stuff live. So, you know, right. well, I try to be slick. Well, <laughs> I, I shouldn't, but I do. But I also, I don't sell it, you know? Yeah, 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 yeah. Most of the time, it doesn't even leave my hard drive. Unless, like, a band member sees me and I'm like, well, hey, give me your email and I'll, I'll send this to you guys. So is that just because you were super into bootlegs in high school and then you, you started? Yeah. I love live music too. I love like there's just little differences mm -hmm. that you hear live that you know you get used to the studio version and whatever. But I like those little things that change live. You know, yeah. it could be you know they played a few extra bars on the song or the drums right. were played different or a different solo. You know. Yeah, yeah. You'll be on I, tour with bands and then you'll go, oh, let's put on the record. And you're like, what is this? This yeah, doesn't sound like it. What's this shit? Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's I, I I love that that recorder. It's a Zoom 4H, and it's been dropped. It's uh, the back is loose on it. You know the battery case is loose, but yeah, it's been to a lot of shows. Right. So you and Gabe and you know you guys were, you know, in the group in high school of all the dudes that were like early adapters when it comes to metal trash music type of stuff right is that fair to say you and gabe were sort of in the there same a couple others yeah yeah there were a couple good. others uh. <laughs> 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 wouldn't say that there was no, some scott overby scott overby he Remember was Scott from Orbe, Waukegan, though. Yeah, he was Waukegan. from Waukegan, but he moved to zion the same year i did and we went to high school he looked like jesus in high school and uh, he, Wait, he's I, a listener he listens to the podcast Wow. Hey, Scott. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we were in a wannabe band, me and Scott and uh, Wait, the guy. Well, what's a wannabe band? Well, it was we said we were going to be in a band, but it never was anything. Right. Like, really, the few times that we all got together, we either got really high or we got somebody to buy us Budweiser <laughs> from the liquor store on Sheridan Road and boldly walked it down or not not sheridan lewis but right. walked with our jean jackets over the you know the case of beer <laughs> to mike's house who lived on lewis so you know that's that's what we did in our band right like listened to music and drank and tried to figure out how to play a slayer song or metallica or exodus or whoever yeah, we yeah. all we all had jean jackets and we we're growing our hair out, and 
this this came up with earlier in a podcast. And I'm going to bring it up now. Oh, thank God. Remember, I thought, I, I, yes. See that? No, there was yeah, a section when I talked about. Oh, I said that there was one person in my life that called me a poser, and that person was Matt Garcia. Oh, here we go. <laughs> it's on. Shit. And, you know, 25 whatever years later, Matt, you barely remember this, but I remember it. Which is weird because I, I remember a lot and you don't. Well, I know, clearly this is something that Gabe has carried with him his I carried it with me because there was... And you you're know, really old, Gabe, by the way. So no, no, no. I'm, I'm, is, I'm, you've, you've had this for a while. I'm closer to 40 than, I, than you are 60. <laughs> you're not. <laughs> Matt knows what I'm talking about. No, Matt, Matt and I talked about this the other night. We've had enough of your shit. <laughs> Listen, Actually. I still got a couple more weeks in my 40s, so I'm going to live it up. Anyway, Matt called me a poser because I had a patch on my jean jacket. From a band that I didn't really know that. Look at well. how upset he is, Matt. Look, listen, look at like his face listen. is getting red, redder. <laughs> it is getting redder. Yeah. And he was like, "Oh, you don't even know who that is." Whatever. I mean, it, it was just stupid. You know, we're what 16. was the patch? I don't remember the actual. I want to know the band. Yeah. Celtic I don't Frost. know for sure. I mean, because I had, I think I had a creator patch, but I, I had the record. You know. Yeah, you you actually could, turned me on to Creator. I didn't I buy Creator. It was you made a tape for me. I can't I name their songs it. or anything, but I had the record. But well, anyway, I still have the tape downstairs. You, you just said something like, oh, what, you're, that, you don't know this band. You're, you're a poser. And we didn't talk for uh, like a month or two after that. It might have been between high school. The, the, you know, you guys weren't fucking around with each other? It wasn't a joke? No, he no said and it. we lived like not Across even five from minutes other. from each other. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, um, you know, and I, I apologize for doing that because that was a shitty thing to do. I was really, like, caught up in that, all of it, though, you know. Yeah, the whole the whole metal scene in Zion was, like, ten guys well, who went yeah, to strawberry us. fields. Huh? It was us. Yeah, yeah, yeah it was us. You guys were the metal scene. We went to Grand Central in Kenosha or, or strawberry fields in Waukegan and bought records and, uh, you know, hand sewed our patches on our jackets or Matt's mom did it for us. <laughs> she did it for you. She did it for me. <laughs> she wouldn't even do it for me. She said, no, I'm not putting that satanic shit on your coat. She didn't say shit, but... So wait, but, Matt, did your mom sew the poser patch on Gabe, Gabe's jacket? <laughs> um, no, I, it wasn't well, poser. I, I don't know because I don't know what patch it was and I don't know what band it would have been that I would have lashed out at Gabe like that for because... Chromags. No, no, no. I'd be a poser if I was wearing anything <laughs> Chromags. I mean, I still say shit like that t to this uh, to this day. What, Gabe actually brought this up to me a while back and said that it had been talked about on the podcast. And I, be, as he was telling me this, I was remembering that I went to take photos of a musician uh, a couple years ago, and I had given him a tape of... Um, some Mexican black metal bands that I really liked. And um, he had asked me if I had anything new in, in the shop. And I was like, oh, I've got some Volan patches. I don't know if you're interested in any of those or the Black Twilight stuff. And he immediately said, oh, I would be such a poser if I put one of those on my coat because I don't know them well enough. <laughs> and that triggered what, you know, my memory of... <laughs> You know, the judgmental memories came flooding back. Yeah. The the memories of judgment's past. Yeah. Yeah, but we all had the battle jackets, which they call them now. I don't remember calling them battle jackets back then. 
What? Those, those, the, the Levi's jean jackets with the patches. You had the one in the back that was the whole back. And right. the ones on the sides and the chest and the sleeve. And Matt had, he had the Slayer Hella Weights back, you know. Do you still have that jacket? Yes. Oh, my God. And that, yeah. I mean, think of 85, 86, wearing a Slayer Hella Weights patch, you know, on your jacket that covered yeah. the whole back. Yeah. That was pretty scary. <laughs> yeah, it's got the, it's. Actually, th- that guy, that artist, ripped off Mobius. Yeah, completely, one hundred percent. That right. art is from a heavy metal magazine, and all he did was like crosshatched it up and made it look dirty, because he didn't really want to do, like the, his idea for the Hello Waits record was not what the band wanted, so he did that really quick. And uh, yeah, I was walking around with that on my back with the, the demon, <laughs> with the beheaded guy, and. <laughs> Well, everyone it's thought we, everyone thought we, you know, did drugs, and, and like even when I wasn't doing drugs, everyone thought, you know, I was doing drugs. It was like he listens to that music, and he's got long hair, and he's really into Pink Floyd. He's doing drugs, right? Yeah. I'm like, yeah, I'm doing drugs. I mean, I was. I, I mean, I I was too. Yeah. I'm, I'm not innocent, but <laughs> I mean, it was kind of short lived too. Like after a while, I, you know stop doing that stuff kind of for the most part yeah i mean what else do you remember about zion matt i hated zion yeah i i I have to be honest it's not the the i don't know that's gonna sound bad no it's fine we all hated zion fuck it scott's dad said the same thing yeah it was it was a hard place to live i i mean i didn't get zion i moved there from north chicago Mm -hmm. and it was a very different place yeah. you know i i went to school with a lot of puerto rican kids a lot of mexicans african-american kids you know that my classrooms were very diverse and when i got to zion i was the only person with you know that kind of last name my sister and i it seemed like my sister and i were the only two hispanic kids or you know mexican kids at, at west school in um I want to say that was I was in third grade, so I was like nine years old or something, you know. So it was just it was difficult for us because I remember busing was going on, busing was happening uh, when it was at East School. You know, I felt it was because of that things were relatively diverse on the the East Side, but you you didn't feel that over there. No, not not where I lived. Uh, the projects weren't that far. Like the Hebron projects were were not that far from where yeah. I was living at that point. And then uh, we moved even further east to to where you you had been there at that house. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. The the one on Salem by Gabe's right. house. Yeah, in the police station. So I mean, so it was a little keep more. Tabs on you. Yeah, right. They 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 did watch. You know, yeah. there, there goes that that guy and his friends. Mm-hmm. We're gonna get him for smoking marbles. There goes that kid in the Slayer shirt again. (laughs) You put soap in your hair to make it stand up. Yeah. When it would rain, soap would go all over Matt's face. Jerry's too. Jerry did it too. (laughs) I I wonder if it was Jerry or maybe Andromeda was the one that showed us how to do that. And how many times did we uh, dye Gabe's hair before it fell out? (laughs) Oh, man. You know, okay, Gabe disappeared for a weekend to go hang out in was it michigan that you went i did, to? I did go to michigan yep 
and he came back and I got a phone call and he's like, you got to help me. And I was, I was like, why? What's going on? And he's like, my hair is pink. <laughs> and I was like, no, wait, what do you mean your hair is pink? And so he came over and uh, his hair was pink. <laughs> like there was, it, it was like not even a nice pink. When you think of pink, you're like, oh, no, like it wasn't a good. No, it pink. was, it was gross. It was very and gross. Yeah, we we had to take, we had to go to work the next day. <laughs> so he had a hat on with this pink ass hair. I remember. And we drove to um, Wax Tracks right after work, and got the Rubine Manic Panic hair dye. Oh shit! You were working at the the, the print shop with Gabe. Yeah, with his brother. He, I worked with his brother right. on the uh, Cheshire label machine. <laughs> uh, we all worked there. Yeah, yeah. That, that was that was a spot. <laughs> but yeah, we we uh, fixed Gabe's hair that night, and he wasn't ashamed to go outside after that. <laughs> yeah, but all those times of dyeing my hair red, I started losing my hair, and it went thinner and thinner. That and a steady diet of French fries and Taco Bell didn't help. Mm, maybe if you were older. No, it's my my mom's side genes said no. You're not going to have hair. So one day, in was it Matt's basement or Scott's basement? Somebody's basement. Scott took the scissors to my, you know, high school locks and said, "Nope." You know, I asked him to, and cut my hair, cut my ponytail. You did not have a ponytail. He did have a ponytail. I, I do that. remember that. You, I got a picture of it. I have. A I mean, I had a ponytail. Of, I remember that. I've got a picture of Scott and you in my mom's basement, and it looks like Scott is judging where, right, the the cut's going to happen. Right. Yeah. And I do That's remember you had like a Luke Skywalker kind of thing going on for a little <laughs> while too. That was still, Gabe. You had stripped your hair out so bad that that it didn't retain any kind of color at all <laughs> or body Your hair yeah his hair was like a weird i want to say like orangey tan color because there's no pi no pigment left and he was so proud of it too it's 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 really, <laughs> it's really such a it's a it's a tragedy gabe i i i feel for you buddy listen one day, one maybe you'll start losing hair when in, when you're sixty or seventy. Maybe. Oh, I'm losing hair. The I'm only one hair. who's not losing hair here is Matt. I'm no, I'm losing of hair. Yeah, I'm losing it too. It's... Yeah, but you're fifty something. I lost mine in my <laughs> early twenties. That's you went twice as long as me and more. And you know, that's all right. All right. So after high school, Matt, you you moved to Madison with Jerry and. <laughs> You hated that, too? Yeah, I hated Madison. I couldn't find a job to save my, my life, and the couple jobs I did get were, like, kitchen jobs that were horrible. And, were you playing and, music in Madison? Yes, yes. We were. Uh, we had a band called Scam Shatter, me, Jerry, Andromeda, and there was a punk rock girl, Debbie. What's her name? Debbie. Okay. But... I had gotten a job at, and Ben can correct me. I don't. I don't. Is it State Street? The yep. right by the school that yep. runs towards the school. There's a dormitory that was predominantly Jewish American students, 
the towers, the yeah. tower. So I worked there, and I hated it. I just couldn't find a good job. I thought you dug it. I I, I had no idea that you hated it that much. Yeah, I didn't. I, I didn't care for it. There were there was, was there it were great just shows. Just Jerry's idea to move there. It seemed like a cool idea to me because I had been there when I, you know, when I was 17 and walked around and, you know, it had that cool hippie vibe, you know, yeah. like a lot of punks and Club to watch. They had great shows, man. Wally Gators. Yeah. Great shows. Yeah. Danzig played there. Uh, I was in the music store across the street from Wally Gators and what's his name? Um, Navarro from Jane's Addiction walks in starts playing a guitar, you know, just is pointing at guitars and telling the guy to get them down. Yeah. Playing them. And I'm like, who the hell is this freak? This guy's got like <laughs> pink spandex on underneath ripped jeans. And I, you know, 1988, I had no idea who Jane's addiction was yet. Right. But yeah, that place had some really good shows. And then okay, I bought seven crap. seconds there. Yeah. Okay. It's too. Yeah. Yeah. I was not old enough to get in there until later after Jerry got a job there. You, uh, Scott, you and I went there after Bikini Kill. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Where was that Where was show? that Bikini Kill show? That was Nobody in the basement. Nobody can remember where that was. It was a that basement was in, in yeah. um, East Madison. And had you we, seen other shows before there in that basement, or was Bikini Kill the only one that you'd seen? That was the only... Um, house show I saw in Madison when I lived, remember when I lived there. Remember when Kathleen was giving away stickers and we went up to get a sticker, that Rebel Girl sticker oh, that, that I had on my guitar for years. <laughs> and she like goes to give it to me and then she looks up at me and she sees this dude with, you know, the long ratty hair and she's kinda like, Do I wanna give this guy this sticker? I don't think I do and then she ended up giving it to me anyway. I, you know what? I don't know what happened to mine, but I do remember that. You know, I saw them at the, at a small bar near the Hungarian bathhouse, is it? The, uh, it was in Chicago. It was a, a legit bathhouse, like an Eastern European bathhouse, and uh, there's a bar next to it. And I remember thinking, what is, people go there and swim and like do massages and stuff. What is that? You know. Wait, what street was that on? I'm trying to remember. It was not Milwaukee, but the next one over west, I think. Was it on Division? That Turkish Russian bathhouse place? That that might be it. I don't know. Okay. It was a, but I saw Bikini Kill in a small bar there and I was bummed for Gabe because that was really his band. Mm. Um <laughs> and I felt bad that I was going to see them, and he wasn't because he was, he wasn't old enough. I wasn't was Phyllis's. Did they play <laughs> yeah. Phyllis's? I don't know the name of it, but uh, you know, Kathleen was going through the crowd giving out literature, and uh -huh. um, Elisa was standing next to me, and she hands Elisa this paper, and then I, I thought it was a flyer, honestly. So I was expecting to get one too, and I was like, "Oh, could I have one?" And she's like, "These aren't for boys." <laughs> and she walked away from me, and so I was like, "Okay, well, I'll just look at hers." And I look at it, and it's like yeast infection kind of cures, like natural uh, things for female hygiene and health. So I understand Obviously. why, but you know, 
She didn't have to like announce it. Was it was your Bikini Kill Madison show in 1992? Yeah, that sounds about right. You saw them at the Fang Gang House at 626 East Johnson in Madison. (laughs) Ah, look at Ben, the producer. Woo! Is there like a set list from there or something? There is. Uh, They they played Carnival Rebel Girl. (laughs) (laughs) Ben remembers the set list. (laughs) The best show that we saw was. We went, saw L7 on that boat in Milwaukee. <laughs> we snuck on. Yeah, how did, how did we do that? Joe knew somebody that was connected to whoever put that boat show on. And uh-huh. he wasn't around. But Joe dropped his name and the guy was like, oh, yeah, you can pay us. Just, you know, get on right. and leave. We didn't pay. <laughs> we watched the show. We had fun. That was a yeah. great show. Yeah, it was fun. And uh, then we left. So then you moved back to Zion with your tail between your legs. Kenosha. Even worse. I moved <laughs> to fucking Kenosha. You were living in Kenosha? Yeah, with my aunt. Oh, my aunt had that. an extra room. And um, I mean, my mom and I were kind of on... I don't want to say rocky ground, but uh, we had some issues, right. and um, I didn't want to make things worse, so I just stayed with my aunt, and I still couldn't find a job. Like, Kenosha didn't have jobs. Oh, I had issues of finding jobs. I'll, yeah. I'll, I'm just going to be honest about that. Yeah, I no, didn't let's have be honest time. about this. I, I, I don't know if it was my hair that, that did it. Like, you know, the dairy queen in zion the guy told me that zion was too conservative of a place to have somebody like me running around in well it. that and fucking dairy queen in zion turned out to be a whole kettle of fish remember that did you hear about that game kkk yeah, hole yeah yeah so fuck that place they made but cnn so, yeah so it's around <laughs> it's it's around go ahead they were there was news on cnn about that place because they were so racist in the store, the the owners and stuff, and now they're out of business, right? The most racist Dairy Queen in America. Yes. Yeah. That's what it was. Yes. And uh, But Zion was like 50% African American. So it's around this time that we start Local H. Now, what do you, what do you remember about that? What I remember is we came, so I came back and um, we had run into each other Wayne yeah I was working at the Dunes Theater yeah and yeah. Um, he told me that you guys were in a band that you guys not not him but like you and Joe and you, that you guys were making music and he's like you should you know you played with Scott before you should go see what he's doing and I was like I don't know that, you know I need to find a job <laughs> just like a running theme throughout my life i gotta find a job um but so i i do know that we did that show at piers or i mean at um in the cafeteria at right. horizon that's the, the, right that's what gabe's talking about yeah and so so we sort of got you back into the fold by doing shit like that yeah but but things fell apart pretty quickly I remember yeah. that things like just crumbled and we didn't talk for a little while. Then somebody, it was either you or Joe got a hold of me 
and said, hey, we have this guy that plays guitar and you should come jam with us. And I Things did. Things are going to be different now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you don't have to sleep in a weirdo's house. You don't house. have to worry about that shit. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's, that's, that's when Local H really happened. Right. And I, I don't know if we can pause this. I, I, can I run to the restroom real quick? Yeah, yeah, go for it. All right, I'll be right back. Okay. I'll be as quick as, quick as I can. I drank too much water. listening to us probably i feel gabe's still holding a grudge about this post. <laughs> no that's pretty amazing isn't it like like just the look on gabe's face when he started talking about the poser thing but i, I think just... it affected you in a deep way past the incident itself it's like your whole your whole philosophy i think is built around yeah <laughs> sort of called out that way and sort of taught that lesson about how to be judgmental and how to I don't know. I just remember it, and we go way back, so you don't forget stuff like that. <laughs> I remember in ever, high school. Nobody's ever said that to me. I had a friend, a Korean friend, Yoon Pak, in high school, and we got into a fight one day about whether um, Brooklyn was actually part of Long Island or not, and I kept saying it wasn't. I can't I get over that this is a serious thing. <laughs> and it was like a, I thought I, I thought I was talking politically or, you know, and he was talking <laughs> geographically. He ended up jumping me in the hallway and choking me over this. Oh, really? Yeah. Violence? Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. But you and babe. Matt Garcia never came to blows. No, no, no. No, we didn't. Oh, Gabe's talking Not about even the close. Uh, poser thing again. We didn't fight. No. Did you want to fight, Gabe? No, I just said, whatever. I'm, I'm going to do my thing, and <laughs> I, I don't hold grudge like that. Was it a Voivod patch? Yes, you have. Voivod. It could have nice. been, been a Voivod patch, Matt, but I did have... Because I was hella Voivod. That strong. sounds about right. Yes, Man, but I had, that... a, I had a Voivod record. I just didn't play it because... <laughs> I was playing the tapes more often back then, and I, and I didn't play the Voivod record. And I think I got rid of it. Do you want the Pink Floyd cover on it? No. No, it would have been Warren Payne or Killing Technology. <laughs> it's Killing Technology. <laughs> Even though I don't know what that record is. So, Matt, is it Celtic Frost or Celtic Frost? Depends on who you talk to out here. They I'm got talking me saying to you. Celtic. I used to say Celtic, but I know you did. So you got to stick with that. You got to ride. You got to ride that one. <laughs> Right. All right. So our first show was at Whitewater, University of Whitewater on Earth Day. In 1990, we did two shows. Earth Day. Remember that? John Sparkman was a guitar player. That's the guitar player that Joe called you about. So we got this guitar player. Was it two shows? We played two shows? Yeah, we were there for two days. Like they were having an Earth Day thing. And we were supposed to play with... This band called Hetch Hetchy, which was uh, oh, Michael yeah. Stipe's sister's band. And we were like, fuck yeah, we want to do that show. Because uh, I was hardcore R.E.M. You and Mike Beatty and Joe Daniels were R.E.M. freaks. Yeah. And John was a Rush addict. 
Man, Was I just he? I yes, and I didn't. I remember fit John in. really liked the replacements. He did, oh, but he did. also he liked the. What'd you say, Gabe? You knew it. <laughs> no, we we've been talking about the replacements every week in this podcast. I was hoping we can go one week without it, and here it is. Was uh, it me? Was not me. Wasn't Ben. <laughs> Wow. Well, yeah, John was super into Rush, and he played like Alex Lifeson. That was oh, like how he, he had that chorus was. pedal on his guitar, right? Yeah. Everything sounded like limelight. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he was a good guitarist, so I, I do remember he wrote one song, and uh, I can't remember the name of it, but I have a tape. Uh-oh. July 4th, 1990. Well, he, was, it, he, he, he wasn't, wasn't with, with us, us for long. very long. No, 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 no. But, I mean, we did some recordings with him, um, and they weren't very good. Mm -mm. But then he was gone, and once we became a three-piece, things got heavier, right? Things gelled. That, that, that was the problem, I think, with the other projects right before that was... There were too many hands in, in, in the pot, you know, mm -hmm. um, too many different, different people adding, you know, oh, we should do this or Scott, you should do this. You're Scott, you should be in front and everybody should be behind you, you know, that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. And um, I remember thinking that when John left that that's it, this is done. I don't know what we're going to do. And uh, we went a while without talking to each other seeing each other I, I i remember when you guys uh went to pick him up at work and he got in somebody else's car and drove off and left you and joe in the lakers parking lot oh we right he just practice. ran away yeah 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 oh you know young men are so good at dealing with each other aren't they <laughs> just just fascinating but I mean, there was almost this thing where like I didn't want to be a guitar player. So once John was out of the band, I was like, "All right, I'll be the guitar player." And that's when things started to click. Yeah. And yeah. You, but the thing about it is, is uh, like even to this day, you know, the the sound of this of the band and the direction that Local H took is in large part due to you. And you definitely pulled the band over to your side, which was, you know, skewing darker and heavier. And, uh, you know, I mean, I still hold on to, you know, my love of pop music and, you know, pop hooks. But, but, but when you started, like, pulling us to your side, that's when things really started to happen. If you mix the pop hooks with that heaviness, that was... That was exciting. Yeah, I knew that I didn't want to do what we were doing. Yeah. At, you know, what we were doing with John and even like the songs that what we recorded, Pop Top and something else. Respect. Pop Top and there was a song called Ears. Ears. Ears yeah. wasn't a bad song, though. It wasn't um, a good song. I prefer Pop Top. <laughs> like Pop Top was cool because that was... That had some of the thing that I was talking about where you were playing something completely different than what the guitar was doing. And I dug mm -hmm. that about what we were doing. I just knew that I didn't want to do R.E.M. 
sounding stuff and that was that's not like a dig at you or joe or anybody i just didn't want like i didn't think that 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 was there's no future i knew that that wasn't me <laughs> well yeah there was no future in it but right. there was also i i just feel like you know we you and i had backgrounds that were in a different kind of music and that jangly kind of rem stuff wasn't it and you know i like rem i like some rem i should say but um well, I, mean, I just didn't that, think that was us. That's the thing. I, you know, I was a metal kid. And then, you know, when I started listening to R.E.M., all that stuff went out the window. So, like, you know, you bringing around those sub-pop singles and stuff, it was like coming home for me. I was like, oh, yeah, I love distorted guitars. Oh, I really, why don't I do this anymore? I mean, because that's what, that's the kind of stuff that I started playing, you know. And then I made a conscious decision to move away from that. And... I don't know, under your influence or tutelage, I, I came back to it, you know, and got, really got into feedback and, you know, but, you know, when I was a kid, that's all I did with the guitar was make noise and feedback and make noise. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was great. Uh, I remember Blue when I busted out that tape that had Blue on it. Right. Nirvana. Right. And Gabe cracked up and he was like is this zz top yeah. are we listening to zz top now i said that. and yeah and right. i was like you shut your mouth this is heavy they were listening to celtic frost celtic shut frost up, you poser yes quiet down poser uh no they um when when they recorded that record they had talked about how they were listening to like metal bands like that so and pop pop stuff as well so i don't know yeah, well, I, I was like the I first was, thing I heard was Been a Son. And I was like, is this the Smithereens? Are we listening it, to the Smithereens now? It could have been Been a Son. But I do remember that driveway at that house. I don't know if that was Joe's dad's house or what. It was in North Chicago. Yeah. And right. we were practicing for something. And, and you brought in the Blue EP. Yeah, that, that was so good. And Mike Beatty was a big part of that, too. He and I really fed off of each other with the sub pop stuff which was odd because he wasn't really a metalhead at all so it was interesting that he was into stuff like that and soundgarden who were very metal you know right. yep. not 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 thrash metal or anything but they were they were still really metal for even that scene what about that band i love you <laughs> oh they were great yeah chewing gum and singing at the same time hang straight up yeah, <laughs> I, in a I sense played... and incense. <laughs> you remember the words? Oh, I, I do. don't remember all those words. Well, you were. I saw them many times. Yes, we did. Many we times. saw at uh, how many times did we see them at Unicorn? It seemed like over like and two over and over. or three times. Probably were they playing with? They played with uh, seven, seven seconds. seconds, right? Yes. And so you were pretty uh, uh, friendly with Kevin Seconds. Yeah. Yeah. And, then, um, and that and that sort of led to the drum seven inch being out on was that his label? One World No, it wasn't his label. It was a mutual friend of of his and mine that did that label. He just did the logo That's for right. us because I you know I liked his art and I was like, hey, can you do a logo? And he was like, well, I'm not really good at doing those. And I was like, just do something, you know, try it out. And so you forced that, Kevin to do our logo? 
Yeah, I forced it. <laughs> that I, was the that was the skinny logo with like the the pencil or which which logo are you talking about? That's the one that looks like pipes, like little skinny pipes. Okay. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I don't know. I was starstruck by Kevin Seconds. I mean, he was like my teen idol. So, uh, him doing anything for Local H was super important to me. Yeah. But yeah, I asked him to do that, and he did it. And well, uh, well you were always in charge of the art. Well, well the, so that seven inch came out. Right. But by and, the time it came out, we had already. Yeah, moved it wasn't. On. It wasn't a good representation. No. I think when the band, I mean, for me, that show in Gurney at the VFW Hall, that's when I was like, okay, we got this. This is what I want to sound like. And this is what I want all the shows to be like for the rest of my life. I want this energy. Do you remember that show? Yeah, that was a fun show. That was really fun. Yeah. Remember people jumping out the window on the second floor? And <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Who played that? Was that Lunkhead? Who else Monk was there? Hit, jungle Rod. Dyslexic Capacities? Did, did they play? I don't I remember if they played. Who's got the flyer? Gabe, you have the uh, flyer? Did it make it, it in the book? It could be in the book. We might have put ben, it in the Ben's looking it up. It was uh, called Lunkhead Palooza. I don't Palooza. have that book. Was that Lunkhead Palooza or was Lunkhead I think Palooza that's, the one in Waukegan? No, that was our show. That was Local H Palooza. We did oh. that one in Waukegan. Um, it, with GMP at the Jane Adams Center at the yeah. Jane Adams Center Lunkhead yeah. Local H Good and Plenty not in that order yeah. no, no Good and Plenty headlined that didn't it or, or did no, no, we didn't. no we did Never Local H because we were starting to take off <laughs> and I somewhere have part of that show too on tape but what about the VFW Hall show I mean that ended up being the B-side of the the 92 demos is yeah. yeah the 92 demos yeah the is tape yeah yeah that was great what's funny is that some of those tapes are 60 minute and some of those tapes are 90 minute so mm -hmm. some have the full a side and some have only a portion of it i just remember because we we would just a, a, a local h fan asked me why didn't you guys just buy professional tapes and have these tapes made and i'm like you don't understand it was 1992 we were working for like four dollars an hour you know had i had car insurance to pay or whatever you know that kind of, that adult stuff going on so there wasn't a lot of money left over for you know us to just go and buy a hundred tapes so we just bought what we could and if it yeah. was a brick of shitty memorex because some right. of them are memorex pop tapes some of them are the green maxell tapes you right. know um, yeah. there's some sony tapes too <laughs> so it just de depends on what you got you know? we're getting deep I'm... into the weeds of local age uh memorabilia here cause... Well, what the fuck are we here for yeah, there's like three <laughs> people that, that know what we're talking about here but matt's talking about the, the the actual tapes that were used to sell the 92 demos back then right yes and it actually had a live show on side b yes i don't even have one of those but i, I a couple you know years and years later i said why don't we press the 92 demos because those those actually songs sound really good you know that I, I thought when the three of you were, were clicking is that was that was the time you know so i said let's let's release this as a cd and i that's what i did yeah well i think we should re-release it with the live show as part of it 
on a cassette. I'll do it. Yeah. Cassettes are back, baby. We can yeah. do that and, and include do a sixty-minute version and a ninety-minute version, and people yeah, will like both. exactly. And not tell anybody what they're getting. But listen, right. let me let me bring this up because you listen. Hold on. The song that I think about when I think about the the ninety-two demos in my mind is uh, Manny's and Malays. and this was. I thought that Matt wrote the bass lines of that. Is that is that correct? Yep. Yeah. Now. I wanted to bring this up because this was a subject that came up years and years later. I heard a song from a band called Into Another, called William. <laughs> busted. And, and busted this man. song ripped off the original bass line for Manny's and Malays. Have you heard oh, it? Wait me? a minute. You're I haven't heard Will- it, no. You never you're heard not, it? You're not accusing hear that song, Matt no. of ripping off Into Another. No, no, no. You're Somebody accusing- ripped off Matt later on. Ben, oh, do you have all right. it? You guys ready? I got Here this. We go. We can listen to it as a, as a podcast. It's gonna, it's gonna fade is exciting. in. I think I have to actually share the video too. So hang on one second. What a great title! Ignore us. <laughs> Do you hear the resemblance, Matt? I hear it, and it's even got the chorus on the bass, like mine. <laughs> wow. And I've never seen this into another record in my life. So This is a great record, but anyway, I just, you know, fun fact. I think it's, I think it's just a coincidence. Come on, guys. What are the chances? It's, 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 it's verbatim. <laughs> what <are> the chances? <laughs> anyway. They owe me. And they were always so good at uh, album titles. <laughs> the creepy EP? Yeah. Anyway, that that uh, that was a nod to the baseline from Manny's and Malays. So you've been sitting on this one too for a while, haven't you? Man, I thought I, I, I thought I told this it. to Matt before. Matt never heard that. I thought I told you no. before. No, because I didn't even like Into Another. I I really I tried and could never get into them. So, I, you know. So would yeah. would would Scott and Matt agree that the best way to view and visualize ninety two local H is the cable access show with the three of you? <laughs> yeah, Look, the it's hair pretty good. The hair well, that that was cut down from an hour. Oh, we really? Uh, thankfully, because that full hour was tough to fucking take. But yeah, with all the hair, wearing the shorts, the t-shirts, that's what we were what we were into. Like just hair farming. <laughs> street kids, though. Well. I mean, we look like street kids. We look like everybody else, and I liked that about you know, bands that didn't have to dress a certain way to get on stage. They could just get up there on their street clothes and then finish and, you know, walk out into the crowd and just look like everyone else. Right. Yeah, right. most of those most of those shows back then would end the, the way that that show ended, where you're just jamming for a long time on top of each other and, and wrestling each other for their instruments and switching, you know, because that's what I remember about those shows. It was mayhem at the end. It, it yeah, did get, yeah. I have dents in my bass. Thank you, Scott. <laughs> that I didn't have. And after that cable access show, there were several. You can see these like round lines in the paint where something like. Uh, it's a cost a of doing business, nut. buddy. Yeah. Your strap nut cracked into my paint. Oh, it was my fault. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, somewhere there's photos where uh, we were playing at the Avalon the the big stage at the Avalon and 
All I remember is that I was playing and all of a sudden I felt you between my feet and then you stood up and <laughs> my base just went straight to the floor. And um, I don't I don't even know how that ended. I just remember we were playing probably heavy machinery and yeah. it was somewhere near the end or something and I, I was on the floor. But there's photos of that. I just need to find the box. I, I don't remember what box that's in. I know what you're talking about. I, I've I've seen that. That was that was the that was the go-to move back then. We we did that a lot. Yeah. But there's photos of it. Well, I'm convinced that the reason you left was because of bass strings. Remember, you were always obsessing over bass strings, and and this goes the back cost. to us talking. <laughs> right. This goes God. back to us talking about the money. Like you were like, I can't play because I don't have bass strings, which was your way of making us pay for your bass strings. No, no. I, the, you know what? I was working two jobs. Yeah. And I wasn't making any money. I was, I, I said that to make you laugh, by the way. Yeah. It was, it was meant to be a joke. It, it hurt. It hurt right here. <laughs> right. Um, You're going to hold on to that one like gay. Yeah. Uh, I'll let you know about that later. Okay. All right. No, um, you know, I was just in a bad space. You know, I wasn't making any money. I was working my ass off and I needed, I just wanted to get out of Zion. Even if it was for like, you know, six months, I just needed to get away and like not, not be in that rut that I was in. Mm. And, you know, then my amp blew, the speaker blew that night and I was like, you know, fuck everything. My car, you know, my car had blown up the day before, like the, the hose blew and there was steam all over the, the street. And then the bass speakers blew. And I had just like, I had had enough. I was like, fuck this. I, I just, I need, I need a break. I need to get away from as much as I can. You know, that is just reminding me of what a piece of shit I felt like at the time. And I was drinking a lot. Yeah. I was drinking a lot, like more than I should have been. <coughs> and uh, I didn't know that. Yeah, and I was doing a lot of LSD still. Well, we were doing a lot that. of LSD. Yes, I remember that. Yeah, but I, you know, I was drinking, and I was just in a bad headspace. And I, you know, I didn't walk away from local age like, oh, I feel good about that. You know. Yeah. I. Uh, I wasn't, it, I knew that it, it puts you guys in a bad spot. I didn't want to like have animosity between us. Right. You know, I didn't want us to be angry at each other, but I also knew that nobody would really get just like how shitty I felt about everything that was going on around me. It, it had nothing to do with the band. So, yeah. you know, I just, I worked my ass off at, at one point I had three jobs, you know, I didn't have a day off. I would yeah. just work. I had three jobs and, you know, I went down to Arizona and was super happy down there. But again, you know, the work situation and the vehicle situation, it just seemed to follow me, that work problem. And I went back to Illinois and you guys had been signed. Oh, I, all the, wait, Joe did call me once when I lived in Arizona about coming back and being the bass player because Interscope? Yeah. Did you guys talk Interscope. to Interscope? Yeah, right. The, the, he he told me that they wanted you guys to have a bass player 
for the live tour. I don't the, think I knew that Joe did that because I remember Interscope was like, you guys need a bass player. And I was like, yeah, no, we don't do that anymore. <laughs> yeah, and Joe called me. Yeah, I don't know if I knew Talk that. Talked to me about that. And you were And like, I was nah. just like, I didn't say no. I was just like, I don't know, man. I don't right. know. Right, 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 right. Right, I and mean, like, it's fun yeah. to imagine what what it would have been like and what, you know, ham-fisted would have sounded like if, you know... If, if you guys had... I mean, I could have been a hindrance at that point, you know? Well, you could have also just been you know, equally miserable, you know, like even if you didn't have to get a job, you could have been like, I don't like doing this, you know, who knows, who knows. But I mean, I don't think there was ever any animosity on my part towards you about that. I love you. And, you know, I'm, the main thing was I just wanted you to be happy, but I didn't want you to leave the band, you know, so, mm -hmm. but you know, whatever. Yeah. I've, I mean, I've I... Got, not, neither of us have any regrets, so, you know, here we are. Yeah, I mean, the, there was been there have been people that we've known that are that have said things to me about leaving local H. They're like, oh, don't you feel stupid? Look at where they're at, you know. Uh, I was I was at a bar in Waukegan visiting, and I ran into, I, I don't even know who that was, but he was like, you know, yeah, so what are you doing now? And I was like, I have my own company. I, you know, I do art for a living, which is, makes me happy, you know? Right. And he's like, yeah, but don't you feel stupid? You left Local H. You could have been like them, famous on TV. <laughs> and I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. You know, yeah, I feel stupid. Real now. famous. Yeah, it was, it, I've run into that a few times, you know, and that's always kind of weird. Because I don't know how to handle it, you know. And if you, no matter what I say, it'll come off sounding petty or bitter or, you know, like, oh, you're lying, dude. You know, of course right. you care. Right. You know, I was happy for you guys when you got signed. And, you know, when I saw Hamfisted at my mom's house, I don't know where I'd been. I'd been gone for a while and I came back and, you know, my mom's like, oh, you know, I don't, I don't know who she said dropped it off. But she was like, you know guys dropped this off for you and i was like oh cool look at this it's you know they they did it yeah. they did it they said they were going to do it all along and they did it yeah well let's because, talk about what you go ahead i'm sorry well no you that was something that i remember that you and joe talked about a lot during practices that i didn't participate in that kind of conversation i just kind of sat back and listened to what you guys were talking about and I remember Joe talking about buses and like not having to lug <laughs> shit around anymore. Right. And, you know, in my head, I was like, if we can get a van and a U-Haul and like have Gabe come with us and just go. Yeah. That's no, all I, I want to do. I don't need a bus. I don't no, need I remember, you know, roadies I, and shit. Yeah. I remember you and I had Helmet and Helmet was setting their own stuff up and we looked at each other and you went, I'm impressed. And I was like, I am too. You know, I was like, that's cool. If I can just fucking do that, you know, what yeah. am I going to do? Sit, sit backstage all night? Fucking stupid. Yeah. Those yeah. crew always set up their own stuff too, all through their career. Yeah. Did they? I've never, I never got to see who's do live. That's, that's one band that I regret never being able to see. So that's cool. They're from Minneapolis, uh, Gabe's favorite place. 
Minneapolis has been a theme. Minneapolis has been a theme <laughs> of music for the last couple. Well, since the beginning of the podcast, mostly because of Ben. But what? You know, fuck you. Yeah, that's your fault. It's mostly because yeah. of you and oh, yeah. how much you hate it, Scott. We never talked about the replacements ever before we did the podcast. Can we I talk know. about King Snake Roost though? Who? King Snake Roost. <laughs> Amphetamine reptile. Oh. That's some bad stuff. We've, the cows. <laughs> Man, Gabe brought, hated the cows. <laughs> Man, you, 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 introduced us, you introduced us to a lot of good music, but some of that stuff uh, <laughs> I couldn't go along with. Well, let's talk about what that. you're doing now, Matt. You were talking about what, what you're doing. Uh, tell us about what, what, what you've been up to. You're in Portland. You've been living in Portland for... Over 20 years, 21 years? Yes. Right? Yep. I, uh, I came out here, and like I told you, I had no intention, or maybe that was Justine that I told, but I had no intention of staying. Yeah. Um, Matt, and, I, Matt and Justine I, are best buddies now. They had, they had quite the time the other night. Yeah, we got to hang out. Yeah. Um, She's like, your friend is so nice. <laughs> what, Matt? That guy? <laughs> Just wait. Yeah. <laughs> No, uh, yeah, I don't know. I was I was on the road, which is something that I really love to do, is just, you know, wander. And mm-hmm. I'd been on the road for three months with a really good friend of mine. And he had never been west of Chicago. So I was like, oh, man, I'm leaving for good. I'm not coming back. You know, I had worked this crazy job of printing a mailing place that was a thousand times the size of jobs and um you know i'd banked like 15 grand and was not looking back i was Mm. like this is it i'm done you know i love my family i've kind of been here too long though for them and uh i still go back every year to see them but you know i i needed i i just wanted to be somewhere where there were mountains and so i was like let's go i'm going and we got my little sports car that I had at the time, little Saturn sports car, and wandered the country, you know, just yeah. went from National Park to, you know, archaeology sites and you name it, battlegrounds in the West. And, you know, we were in Eugene, Oregon, and I was like, you know, I don't think that I want to stay here. I don't really, I'm not feeling this, you know. And he's like, don't you have friends in Portland? You want to go up there? And I was like, not really, but do you want to go to Portland? Let's go. <laughs> so we went, and I, I just, I don't know. I liked it a lot, and I, I kept feeling like I said that if I left, I was going to miss out on something big for me, like I was going to miss something. So I stuck it out and, you know, worked some shitty jobs. I worked at the post office for a few years and realized that I was never going to be hired, that I was like a permanent temp working six days a week. And mm. I was like, oh, here we go. I'm back in that rut, you know, right. like not doing what I want to do. I'm just working to work. And um, at that point, I was also learning to do the style of art that I had learned about in high school called batik. And it's, uh, it's, I, I create a whole picture with wax, layering wax and dyes. So that's what I do. Mm-hmm. I have a, a batik company and, um, I did a lot of t-shirts for hippies and stuff like that. And, you know, 
done really well for myself. I'm not like loaded by any means and um, I'm not like super busy with it right now because of the pandemic, you know, mm -hmm. that's art's a luxury item and yep. people don't have the luxury of spending money right now. So I hear I'm from my kinda, dad all the time. Yeah, it's yeah. it's tough. So but that's what I do. And I also have a small label, small like underground metal label. Well, it's not Who, just metal, but it's mostly metal. Who's on that? Uh, nobody famous, nobody big. <laughs> we don't care. I, Tell us. I've done releases for a band called Hell, uh, like a doom metal band, black doom metal, not like stoner doom, not like uh, Sabbath doom. Where it's, are they from? They're from Salem, Oregon. Okay. Uh, it's a one Salem. One guy, one guy band. He does. Oh, that's who you were talking about the other night, right? No, that's what? Mania. That's a different one. Also <laughs> oh, okay. from Salem. All right. All right. Yeah. So, so he's specializing in one guy stuff. Yeah. I, the last record I just like, I fuck you, Local H. I'm going to go one guy. Yeah. You think you got? You, you, think you, you guys got are it? cool. Fuck off. I, I have one man metal bands. Uh, Realms. Well, you was do the last some playing really still, did. don't you? I mean, uh, not with anybody. No. No. I, right. You're a, you're a one guy. Yeah. I I met up with a friend. And the intention was to start playing music with him, but it just seems so, I don't know, man. You know, I, I, I have to be honest. You and Joe were the guys that, like, when we came together, that was real for me. And there was never a desire to play with anybody after that but you guys. Mm. You're like the standard that I hold everybody to. So when... I went, and I'm not kissing anybody's ass when I say no, that no, either, no, you know, no, it's, no, yeah. it's, um, when I went to play with this guy, I was expecting that, that kind of like, we can feed off of each other and really, you know, do something, but he was so wishy-washy about everything. And then mm. he said something about the tone, my bass tone. Uh -huh. <laughs> he was like, have you ever thought about like maybe using flat wound strings? And I was like, you know what? Fuck you. I don't, I don't play flat wound strings. I'll never play flat wounds. And you suggesting it like go change like, your fucking kind of underwear. Freak man. Are you got a flat wound yeah. freak? What the fuck? How did I get in this room? Well, dude, that's, I mean, uh, you notice we never got another bass player. You know, we completely changed up everything about us. So, the feeling is mutual, my friend, you know? Yeah. And, you know, I, I want to thank you for, like, the influence that you've had on me. And, and like, you know, you're a large part of, of what, what the band sounds like, you know, like it or not. Um, so, you know, it's, it, uh, uh, thank you. Well, thank you. And the new record... I mean, I've listened to some of the other ones and they're good, but the new one, wow, man, yeah. Thanks. I've heard Thanks. I've heard Matt talking about the band over the years, and you know, every every time a new record came out, Matt would say, "Hey, I heard a couple songs, and you know, I'm starting to dig this one or that one." But he <laughs> he talks about this one more than any other record that that Local has put out. I'm not sure. Yeah. I'm not kidding. It's impressive. I. I I hope that it, it sells out over and over and over, like every vinyl pressing. It should. It's it's one of the best like non metal records that I've heard in a long time. And I listen wow. to a lot of different kinds of music, but yeah. 
I was I was telling a friend of mine, my cousin, last night. You know, he was like, "Oh, you went to that show. How was it?" And I was like, "Man, if you haven't heard the record, you should. You know, it's on Apple Music. Check it out because it's really, really good." So, Thank you. Yeah. Well, there's a hidden track on there. It's called El Burrito. El Burrito. <laughs> you should check that out. Uh, Matt, before I mean, you said you do a label, but what's what's the name of your label? Oh, it's Gray Sun. G R E Y S U N, not S O N. Is it tapes or is it records or is it both? It's both. Uh, I did one CD, and right now CDs are not in vogue, so those CDs are collecting dust, which is a shame because it's Hell Three, and that that record, like his first three records, it's one, two, three. Uh, not very original, but man. That is two songs. It's almost 40 minutes worth of music, two songs, and some of the heaviest shit you will ever hear. Like, this is good. Yeah, it's uh, a mix of black metal, funeral doom, and um, some traditional doom. <laughs> like you know, you know what I mean. Like when I say when I talk about traditional doom, it's like Black Sabbathy kind of stuff. But the vocals are, are not Sabbathy at all. Right. Can we can we get this on Apple Music or Spotify or is it only on vinyl? Is it that underground? No, it's not that underground anymore. It's on. I think you can stream it on everything now. All right. So we might have to put it on the playlist, Ben. Yeah, definitely. Um, gonna, are, gonna how are you finding one of these. how are you finding experience uh, with vinyl these days? Vinyl pressing plants and shit like that. Man, I this last time was. I, it was a mess. See, I, I told Scott that I was I had, was working with a, a bigger metal label at one point, and I was uh, doing the test pressing listenings. And come on, um, this the, the band is this our first cat on the podcast? Is it? Gabe's cat was on a couple minutes ago. Yeah, oh right, okay, okay. Um, they, you know, they they we went through ten sets of test pressings. <laughs> before they got it right and that was through gz the one in the czech republic 10 sets uh, yeah. i mean i can barely make it through one gabe's like you got to listen to this i'm like i don't want to listen to it <laughs> that's the last thing i want to do is listen to this record right now yeah listen to yourself yeah i mean you know at especially after i've just spent what a year listening to it nonstop, and like, i don't want to listen to this anymore yeah, so before we wrap this up, Matt, you did actually get back on stage when the As Good As Dead reunion came to Portland, right? Did You, you did a, yes. a song with the guys, right? Yeah, I thought I was going to throw up all over the stage. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't, I, I, I'm going to be honest, I don't have the exhibitionist personality that you all have. No, I don't think you do. And yeah, yeah. I was stand, <laughs> I was in the back watching you guys perform. Like in the back of the wonder behind the soundboard. Right. And, you know, my buddy had the, the recorder and I was just like, hold, you know, I said, I'll be back. I'm I'm going to go throw up. I thought I was going <laughs> to go throw up. I went into the bathroom. I was washing my face. And, you know, at that point I had, I'd shaved my head. So I just like was getting my head wet. And, oh, that's right. Uh, yeah. I, I, I was shaving my head about every two or three days like skinhead um but yeah i did that does that answer your question 
Yeah, I, I mean, it, it was like 20-something years later, uh, you know, you guys played... Elephant. Uh, elephant. elephant, yeah. Yeah. You I know, think it would I mean, have been actually, fun to play Heavy Machinery. Oh, that we, would be great. One of these days. That would have been fun. We'll, we'll do Heavy Machinery. You know, I mean, playing one song is actually way more nerve-wracking than playing the whole set. You got to sit there, you're waiting, you're waiting, you're starting to get that energy. You're up there for an hour and a half, you know, you're there. Yeah, Ryan was super cool about it. Like, he gave me a hug right before I went out there. And he's like, you got this, you got this, you know, don't worry about it. Because I think he could see the look of, like, horror on my face. <laughs> and then I walked out there, and I see just faces staring back at me. And I'm like, Jesus, what did I get myself into? I did do this, you know? <laughs> it was, it was, uh, it was scary. Yeah, there's, was there's, a, there's a clip on YouTube somewhere of that, of the, of that I think. Somebody, somebody videotaped that. There's two. There's two di- two different um, like points of view. Uh, no, no questions, Ben. No, you don't have any any local age gossip you want to know about Scott? Yeah, Ben. Uh, how do you well, see this? You know, it's, it's I had these two questions in my mind during the thing, and Gabe asked them both. I wanted to ask you about the poser thing, and I wanted to know if you'd <laughs> ever gotten back on stage with local H over the years. Um, and then I also. I was also wondering what your favorite local H songs and albums are. Um, and you sort of answered that too. So, Yeah, I think the new one, I do love Hempfisted though. There's, uh, I mean, I worked on some of those songs with right. them. So uh, Strict Nine will always be a favorite of mine. Oh, that's right. Uh, that song came, came about after Iceburn, after you got, <laughs> got a taste of the Iceburn right. show live. We, man. we went to the Iceburn yeah. show. Yeah. Which one? I mean, we went to plenty of them. Yeah, that the the one that I'm talking about was at McGregor's, not the one that we went to with Tommy Turner and Chris Kraft. Okay. At, McGregor's uh, one was pretty good. Yeah, no, that but, was amazing. That was a different was bass player. Yeah, well, what was amazing was that, you know, all the people would, the victory people would show up. And then yeah. about midway through the second song, they're like, yeah, this isn't what we thought it was going to be. <laughs> and they fucking take off. It was that way when we saw them the first time because nobody knew. We had uh, only two songs to go by, the Burn Fall EP, and they show up, we're expecting a five-piece band, and it's three guys, Yep. and they start playing, and it's nothing like those two songs. And we ended up, I don't know, just kind of dumbfounded by what they were doing because... They were light years ahead of the rest of us. Yeah, you know, that metal jazz fusion right. <laughs> that they were doing. Yeah, it was right. I mean, they do the one song where he sang, and then the rest of it was just like instrumental. Yeah, and people were like, "Well, this isn't hardcore." <laughs> <laughs> yep. That was fun. Those are fun shows. I do have. I want to know why. Before we wrap it up, I have artwork for a flyer from McGregor's and it is seaweed vesicular basalt and local age and double speak at McGregor's it was a show I was doing the flyer for it and it's got a date on it I'll have to look at the date um, but there's I you don't neither one of you know what I'm talking about so no, I, I, don't I just remember. don't know why it didn't happen we were supposed to play with seaweed. seaweed. We, well, we didn't. 
Okay. I thought there was supposed to be a seaweed show, but something happened and it fell through. But that's all I remember about it. That might be it. That that might be what happened. I don't know. I just I saw the art and I was like, wait, did we play this? Did somebody else make a flyer? I, or did uh, it not happen at all? I, I don't remember that happen. at all. Well, for the before this wraps up, for the geeks, the local age geeks who really get in the weeds with the drum EP, Matt, how many times have somebody said before this wraps up? Okay, Matt, how many of those records are out there, and what the hell happened with those records? Because they're they're going for like a couple hundred bucks now. Yeah, they are. There were, uh, it's between. I think the the minimum that United Records was doing at the time was three hundred or 350 so okay. it's that it's between 300 350 records were pressed um we did the covers at work we sent the covers out to one world communications i had to buy records from them so the the records that we had scott and the the joe had i had to buy those from the mm-hmm. label for us to even have to have at our shows. Right. Um, they did that comp, and there wasn't enough room for Local H on that comp, the Human Polity comp. Right. What song and was supposed to go on that? Do you remember? I don't know what song we were going to put on there. Respect, um, maybe? It might have been. Okay. But the seven-second song was too long, and he had already promised Black Train Jack and Psyche, I think it's like Psychiatric Petting Zoo are on the other side, which was Bob, a guy named Bob. He's the one that ended up with the Local Age records. When, um, I'm, I'm not sure what happened with One World Communications, but he just moved on. And he didn't really do much promotion for the label or anything. I think he was just hoping that it would kind of gain momentum on its own, or by the bands you know, putting little ads out or whatever, or just having Seven Seconds and Black Train Jack, the guys from Token Entry. So, um, I don't know. Bob ended up with the records. He contacted me, and I had nowhere to store them. And, um, you know, I, I had no way to get in touch with Scott or Joe. And then the next thing I know, they were on eBay. I thought that, you know, the he was going to throw them away right. what I thought was going to happen to them, that they were just headed for the dump. Right. And they may have, a majority of them may and may have ended up Let's hope. in, yeah, in a Nevada, uh, you know, landfill yeah. outside of Reno. Cause that's, that's where he, that's where Bob lived. The label was out of San Francisco, but yeah. Well, so that's the story. There that's oh, and the, story. there's some of them have Xerox covers. Because the label somehow didn't get enough. Wait, I thought they were all Xerox. The only one I have is Xerox. No, they were offset. We printed some. uh, One of the guys at at where we worked printed them for us. And we ran short, so they had to copy some. So maybe you got a copy. Scott's the Uh, guy who hasn't worked at a print place. He doesn't offset Xerox all the same. (laughs) (laughs) That's right. I am fucking outnumbered. Out of the out of the four of us, he's the only one. Yeah, it's kind of amazing, isn't it? Yeah, it's not too late. Oh, wow. You might I, retire. I guess, into I, guess a, I have a type. Copy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sandwiches. 
Sandwiches. Sandwiches. <laughs> <laughs>